with Kim Gravel. Yeah. Yep, that's me. Welcome to LOL with Kim Gravel. I'm your host, Kim Gravel, and I'm here with my sidekick, producer, little brother. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That was a big intro, Zach. This is already going off the rails, Kim. Hi. How you doing? <laughs> little brother. Listen, did you love all that? People are going to think I, I'm actually. You told me, you brother. said, I can't say son anymore because you're too old. <laughs> I'm too old. You just, I'd have to be like seven. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, you would have to be. I did the math and the math doesn't work out. So you technically could not. Well, you could, but it would be really an odd situation. It would be a tough day, even, even in the South. Right. So now, <laughs> hey. You like how I slipped that one in there, Don't knock it till you try. Don't knock it till you try. No, anyway. Premarital sex. Don't knock it till you try it. That's that's where we are Premarital. Oh, wow. Yeah. No, I'm not knocking that. Am I knocking it? No, I'm not trying it. I don't even know. Anyway, we digress. You're not premarital anymore. I'm not. I I haven't been premarital in a long time. But um, it's it's speaking of like, you could be my son or, you know, my little brother. So we've got a great guest today. Just full disclosure. Okay. Who's our guest today, Kim? Dr. Duffy. Have you ever heard of Dr. Duffy? I had not heard of Dr. Duffy. You okay. accused me of Dr. Duffy. You're, you're Trust me. You're going to love him, and you might need him one day. He is a clinical psychologist. I think I need him right now. <laughs> well, this is the thing. He's an author. He's done a lot of work with CNN. He has blogs everywhere, Huffington Post. I mean, he's basically, he is a parenting expert. I knew him from Steve Harvey. I met him once, believe it or not. Steve put me and him like helping a teen and it's just like, you know, two, two opposite type people. You know, he's a clinical psychologist. I'm more of a common sense coach. It's so funny how we both get to the same destination. We just get there differently, but I think I need him more than ever today. Like I'm a good tips and tricks and, you know, kind of advice giver, you know, but I think he's going to help me today more than, you know. I think I need him too, Kim. I am. You, oh, I know you're going to need him. You know, it's tough. Raising kids is hard. Why don't they? I mean, I guess they do. Do they tell you that? I guess they do tell you that. Yeah, they don't tell you anything. There's no manual. There's no, you know, you can't Google how to raise a kid. None of that. You just have to feel your way through. I, yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> no, but he's going to be on today. And then at the end of the show, I'm going to be giving people some, um, some of my favorite things, some tips and tricks. And I'm going to say, I'll give you a hint. Oh, I have no idea what you're, what you got. I like I'm this. I'm giving you a little hint of what's coming up. So okay. we got that at the end of the show. But before we even begin any of that, Zach, I just, back to why I think Dr. Duffy, his timing is perfect being on LOL with Kim Rebell. Last night, we went to open house at the school. Okay. Okay. So we start school like early. We get out early. I was going to say, it's, it is early. It's, I mean, it's the beginning of well, almost the middle of August. Listen, if I could just throw them on a bus and get them there tomorrow, I'm there. So I'm just saying, like, last night was open house. I have a a rising ninth grader, so he's first year of high school. And then I have a seventh grader. Okay. Mm -hmm. So here we are. We all dress up. We all load up. We get into the car, and we drive over to the school, and here's open house. Well, no one tells you that, like, people don't look at each other anymore or talk to each other. And, you know, I'm a very bubbly person. Yeah. Would you say I'm bubbly? Yeah, I would say you're bubbly. I'm loud. Sure. I mean, I'm yeah. gregarious. No, you, you, have a, you have a big personality. That's who you yeah. are. Yeah. Okay. That's what we're going to say, big personality. And so, you know, <laughs> my ninth grader does not. He's an introverted, you know, thinker, analyzer, and I never meet a stranger. And, you know, I walk up to you, hug your neck, and wrap my legs around you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, that's the kind of person I am. I can relate to your kid. Yeah. So for him, it's torture to go anywhere in public with me, especially at school your ninth grade year. So here I am down the hall and I'm loud. Okay. I, I own my junk. Stop laughing. Zach. People can't see you. <laughs> it's totally true. I mean, it's so funny because so I can, I can, loud. I can relate to that. I can relate to that. Like can a million you? percent. Although Who's I would say like, you're family? a cool mom. Like you, you're a cool mom. Bad? Yeah. I mean, are you? I'm very confrontational too. So I'm that person that like, okay. you know, nothing is off limits for me. You know, I'm the type of mom that's like, shut up. Get your hands at your pants. You know, I'm, and I will do it in public at church and with Kroger, wherever we are. Okay. Mm. That's where I, okay. you know, I, so it's in school. It doesn't matter. Like everybody at school knows, you know, I'm a little edgy because we go to a, you know, private Christian school. And so okay. I'm probably the edgiest person there. Okay. 
Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I at least in public. I can see that. Least, yeah, yeah, at least in public. Okay. I don't know what people do behind closed doors, honey. All right. Oh, there's and some, I, You might be swinging from the chandeliers. There's some weirdos. But, you know, all my mess is out. Do you know what I'm saying? What you see is what you get. Yep. So we walk into the school last night, and my son and y'all, we got to have a teen tech talk, okay? Because my son and every kid in the school uh-huh. is looking down at technology as they're walking, Zach. That's you're gonna hit a pole, fool. <laughs> Every kid, it wasn't one, it wasn't two, it wasn't six. And all the parents are like, hey, girl, you know, we're all fiving and prowling and we're all yep, loud. Yep. And our kids are like these little minions on these little technology phones. And I lost it. Oh. I took that phone out and loudly lost it. Okay. I said, if you don't give me that phone, I'm gonna knock you in the next week. You know, all of that. And everybody's. <laughs> But who's he going to you know, talk to if everyone else they're gonna is on their phone, Kim? They're going to call Bo's going to be taking from me next week. They're going to call I'm just saying, like, you know, for me, like, look up and say hello to people. And t- I wonder if Dr. Duffy can help me with my teen and all this technology and what is it doing to our kids and is it effect? I'm just telling you right now with your girls, limit. Yeah. Limit and it's, hard. And it's now. hard. It is hard to limit even now. Are you giving her technology now? You are. I, I mean. tell by the look on your face. Yeah. Yeah, she's Do you feel got, judged by me? I feel, feel judged very by? judged. But that's all right, because I, I came thing. at you kind of hot today, so I, I, I deserve <laughs> no, it. No, but I, I mean, it's it. easy. It's such an easy babysitter, right? It is. I mean, I, let's keep it 100. The other problem with it is that there's so much of it. There's And there's no way around it, because like, there's no way around minor it. in daycare, like, she's learning about all this stuff, and like she's learning about, like, we don't let her have certain shows or whatever, And but like... What shows do you, show, what shows do you allow her to watch? Like too many, Kim. Too many. Okay. Because here's the thing. Give me one. Name one. Trolls. Oh, Trolls is cool. Trolls it's is good cool. Music. I like. I, I like Trolls. I got this feeling. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. But I'm excited because I'm not going to go on my tangents. <laughs> I'm excited because I think Dr. Duffy can speak to me and to everybody listening about that and how to how to manage that. Kim, wait. Finish your story though. So you took so you took um, uh, the phone away. You're mm-hmm. at the school. Yeah. Then what? Then he walked away from me. I didn't see him until the end of the night. <laughs> high school's tough. I don't know. Mm. You were probably like the, did you have no, fun I in wasn't. high school? Did you like high school? No, no, I had fun in high school. Yeah, I did. I, I had a lot of fun, uh, friends and I had fun and, you know, but it's just different with the technology and with the cyberbullying and just everybody's, everybody wants a trophy and everybody thinks they're great and everybody thinks they're going to be in the NBA and everybody thinks they're going to be a superstar. You know, I hate to burst everybody's home. The no, you're not. On kids, the pressure on kids these days must be immense. It scares it me, Kim. Is. It really scares me. It's pressure um, without expectation. Yeah. Which is scary because, you know, if you're going to live in my house, you're going to have to make good grades. That's your yeah. only job. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And people yeah. are like, well, you're so hard on him with grades. Right. That's an expectation level to live in the lifestyle that you have. Right. But I don't put pressure on him. It's just an expect. I don't bring home a D. You, if you bring home, go negotiate your grade to at least a B. <laughs> figure it out. Just don't bring it home. There's no pressure to be fantastic, but there's expectation to live up to your potential, and that I think is what's missing with young people. Wow, I like that a lot, Kim. You just unlocked yeah. something. I'm gonna think about that now. Do you know what I'm saying, though? Does it make sense? No, no. It makes total sense. Pressure is performative. Right. Pressure is like, do this, do this, do this, do this. Expectation is a belief in the potential in the person. Well, and you believe in your kids. We all should. And, and let me tell you something. They are far smarter, far more talented, more insightful than we ever were at their age. And I think that's also about putting them in situations that they are then able to do their best. Right? Correct. So we've got Dr. Duffy. He's going to come in, Zach, and help us out with all this right after the break. I love recommending ZocDoc because they have solved an actual problem we all face. I'm just, tell me, tell me if you have ever had this experience like I have. You need to find a new doctor or specialist, but you have no idea where to look. So you just start asking around, hoping that your Aunt Sally's guy is good as she thinks. ZocDoc solves that problem, y'all. It's a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book your appointment with them online. 
I use it and it's so easy. All you got to do is go to ZocDoc.com slash Kim or download their free app and check it out for yourself. ZocDoc will show you top rated patient reviewed doctors and specialists. You can filter specifically for the ones that take your insurance. And I'm telling you, we all know that is a struggle. Who takes your insurance and where's a good doctor? ZocDoc has it all there for you. They have doctors located near you and treat basically any condition you're searching for. The typical wait time to see a doctor booked on ZocDoc is between, you know, just 24 to 72 hours. That's it. And you can even get same day appointments. So what are you waiting for? I use ZocDoc and you should too. Go to ZocDoc.com slash Kim and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash Kim, ZocDoc.com slash Kim. And take all the hassle of finding good doctors who take your insurance in a flash. Welcome back, y'all. I am so thrilled about our guest, Zach. We need, you and I need this more than anybody even listening. I know. I <laughs> I really do. I feel like. I feel like you need it a little bit more than me right now, but I'm not, I'm not trying to judge. Wow. Thanks for just throwing that shade my way. <laughs> I, you know, I think you're, I honestly though, think you're right. It's crazy. I have these mm-hmm. little kids, right? I have this four-year-old and she is amazing, but stubborn. But- Stubborn. Oh, dude, you're living with three women. You need our next guest, Dr. John. Don- <laughs> I have to say it. I get tickled thinking about you living with three women. Dr. John Duffy is a dear friend of mine from the Steve Harvey days, but he is a clinical psychologist, a parenting expert. Okay. He's writing about wellness on CNN. He has two books, the most recent Parenting, The New Teen, and The Age of Anxiety. That's speaking to me because I have two teens. Dr. Duffy, are you there? We need you. I am here. It's so good to be here with you guys. Okay, so we're going to dive right in because we're friends. We go way back to the Steve Harvey days. You're a clinical psychologist. You are a doctor about mental health, wellness, parenting. Zach and I need you. I have the teens. Zach has the two young ones. Pandemic, living locked in in your house with all your kids. What do we do? (laughs) Help. We need you. Help us. That's it. There's no other uh, information we're going to give you. Help let's us. Just, just help. Let's just, let's just run with that, right? Just go yeah. with what's, it. What's wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole show, Zach. We can't get into all that, honey. We can't get- <laughs> Listen, we all feel some of this as parents. You know, I'm a parent as well. So. I work with a lot of them. We all think there's something wrong with us. We all think we're doing it wrong. And as far <sighs> as mom concerned, you know, if we're well-intentioned, we're yeah. going to do pretty well as parents. That's really the main thing. You know, we're attentive, we're present, and we're well-intentioned. Yeah. Okay. Well, it seems like it's so different, though, parenting today than it was. Like, when I was coming up, there are things, Dr. Duffy, that, like, I would have gotten my teeth knocked out if I would have done, participated in, or talked about to my mom and dad, where now it seems like... I, I, I I feel like the roles have reversed a little bit. I'm like, who do you think you're talking to, kid? Because I, I have two teens. I have a 14-year-old and I have a 12-year-old. And, I mean, the back talk and all that, I mean, I'm going to go to jail. I'm just going to be right, murder, death, kill. I mean, it's coming. Let's see if we can avoid that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so here, here's the thought. But, um, but I love the fact, am I alone? Do, does other parents feel like I do? Tell me I'm not. Okay. No, no, you're totally I alone. No, it's, it's just you. you, are, it's just <laughs> you no one else has oh ever felt that way. Nope. I'm afraid it's just you, Kim. I, uh, I didn't know <laughs> so, how to so bring this up. I'm glad you said it, Zach. This is a separate issue. Okay, no. Really? <laughs> no, absolutely not alone. Okay. Um, we all feel some of this. As part of the reason I wrote this last book is we're the first generation of parents that has to learn what it's like to be a kid from our kids, you know, so they know how to operate Snapchat. They know how to operate their phones and their computers and iPads. They have a whole language that we don't understand. Oh my gosh, that is brilliant. You You have to say that again for people who missed that because that's deep. We are the first generation of parents that has to learn what it's like to be a kid 
from our kids. Brilliant. Our parents were able to get issue mandates down to us, right? Yes. This is how it's going to be. Now our kids can be up in their rooms and living a separate life we life. know nothing about, right? And unless we learn from them, we will never know what their life is, what's on their mind, what their life is about, anything about them. Okay, so let we me have ask to you learn a question. So do any of the old mandates, meaning the disciplinary, the, the structure, the focus, um, are, any of that st- are any of those processes still relevant today? Like any of those parenting things that we learned growing up, are they relevant to our kids today? Great question. Yes, all of it is still relevant. Okay. S- the kids still need structure. They still need discipline. They still need to be told no sometimes. Um, we just have to add all of this other stuff onto it. And what we have to recognize is our kids are under some stress mm. that we weren't under. I agree when we with were that. Kids. Yeah. So that's like just what? A like fact. give examples of, of, of that because a lot well, of people listening don't understand that. And it took me a while to get that. It takes a while to get it. Um, academic pressure is bigger than it was when we were when we were kids, for sure. Uh, social pressure, social media pressure. We don't know what social media pressure is like. We know we have no idea. Some of us as uh, adults experience a little bit of it, but imagine being 14 years old, like your child, and having to maintain all of these identities, right? This Mm. identity at home with my mom, with my friends, online, with my teachers, all these different identities and still maintain a life really complex for kids. How do you raise confident, strong children, Dr. Duffy, in this time? Because to me, that as a mom, and Zach, you're not quite there yet because your kids are really, really young, but still, like as a mom, sending them out into the world, like preparing to give them car keys, Dr. Duffy, preparing them for a life of responsibility with hard work. And because we all know you have to work. I don't know if this generation kind of gets that, but (laughs) (laughs) how do we, how do we navigate that? And, and yeah, teach our kids. So if we keep in mind the goals of parenting, and those goals to my thinking are competence and resilience. And mm. if we're building those two things, then we're doing our jobs as parents. Where we fail too often is we do things for our kids. Oh, you know, oh you've got a ton of homework tonight. I'll do a little bit of it or I'll make oh, the call. My God. I'll make the call to the teacher. Whatever it is, I'll call you out tomorrow morning so you don't have to go to school. I encourage parents, don't do that. Let your kids suffer some of those consequences. <laughs> I'm not laughing because I'm guilty. I'm not laughing. Have you ever done that? Zach, yes. When he said that, I got a little chill up my spine. I felt like I've been at church. Honey, I felt like I was at a Baptist church. A preacher was reading my mail. Oh. It is the truth. No, it is so true because the pressure... I feel pressure for the homework. Work. I mean, it's hard, y'all, especially if you're trying to get honors and you're trying, you know, and, and then the, in the sports and then the, you know, they can't even be kids anymore, I think. But, and I'm very, I'm a, I'm a helicopter parent. I'll be honest. I think it's hard not to be a helicopter parent these days. Thank you. There's a lot of focus on achievement, right? There so, is. And, it and is. part of our report card as parents mm-hmm. is how well our kids are doing. Right. We all want the bumper sticker that says our kid is amazing. Right. <laughs> my kid is an <laughs> honor student. My kid is this. Yeah. Yes. And so why? And, and, why do we want that, Dr. Duffy? Is it us? Is it us as parents? Are we the problem? Oh, God. Do I have to answer this? You do. Yes. <laughs> you do. Yes. We, we are the problem. We are a big part of the issue. Okay. Our, our fear, our judgments, and our ego is a big part of the problem in parenting kids. And if we can put those aside at least some of the time, yeah, we're going to be in way better shape. And our kids are going to be in way better shape and more competent and more resilient. All right, let's talk tech. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think this, I do. This technology is insane. Are there some good, good rules or you know practices that we as parents should instill in our kids when it comes to technology? Like when should they have social media accounts? How often should they be on, on, should we have parameters on their internet? I mean, what are some good practices that you suggest? Because I think technology is ruining some of these kids. I really do. I can see a difference in my kid when I take his phone, Dr. Duffy. 
Oh, he's yeah. a different kid. For sure you can. Yeah. So here, here are a couple of guidelines. Um, what the mistake we make as parents is we try to wrangle the phone or the iPad or the computer away from our kids, right? And we, we know that's folly. We know it's like, okay, if I get my iPhone 10 <laughs> away from that kid, he or she has an iPhone 4 that is <laughs> attached to neighbor's Wi-Fi. <laughs> they can figure this stuff out. They're smart. Brilliant. Right? They're way Brilliant. ahead of us. Right. So what I encourage parents to do is get your kids involved in other things. Get this tech stuff into the margins <sighs> of their lives. Wow. So if you have a musician or a swimmer or a violin player or a anything. debater, yeah. anything, anything, then it becomes less of an issue. Not that they're going to spend some time. They're going to spend some time in front of a screen. That's just gonna, the nature of the world now. We just want to limit that time and have okay. them engaged elsewhere. Okay. So full disclosure, I'm going to give a little, hopefully some people are listening that can relate to me, but I'm going to just put all my junk out with Dr. Duffy because I don't get to talk to him every day about parenting. And I'm becoming frustrated as a parent, as a mom. Now, my husband is too, but, you know, moms and fathers handle things differently. You know, I'm always thinking about the kids. I'm failing as a mom. I'm not doing what I need to do. He's not doing his summer reading. I mean, I just feel all this pressure. But I am finding myself so frustrated with my teenager because he just seems so lethargic and, and like, for lack of a better word, lazy. He's not a lazy kid because he gets up five days a week and goes to basketball in the summer. I mean, is, are my expectations too much? And am I putting too much pressure on him? Or is this because I, I had that as a kid. My parents, we mm -hmm. couldn't just sit around and do nothing during the summer. Or anything in life. You know, we always had to have some kind of goal. Is, am I being too much? I feel like sometimes I'm pressuring him to the point of I'm, I'm pushing him away. And I don't yeah. want to do that, especially coming into these teen years. I totally get that. Okay. So what I, the, 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 the idea I like parents to hold on to is called the emotional bank account. I don't know a better way to say it than the mm. emotional bank account. And here's how it works. Um, we put deposits in when we hang out and we listen to music with, with them. When we ask them about their friends and what's going on in their class and no judgment, we're just listening, we're talking, we're hanging out with them, we're watching what they watch, we're listening to what they're listening to, we're playing the video game we hate with them, oh, and we God. are talking about that. Yeah. And then the, uh, that balance of the emotional account grows, right? So with that, we have the ability to say, hey, listen, I need you to do this, and I am going to ask you to do it because I know you can. And now you've got some leverage because there's a balance in that account. When that account's run dry, then we start saying way too many words and our kids just tune out. We're Charlie Brown's teacher, like wah, 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 wah. But no, they're not, they're not hearing a word, right? They're tuning us out. We are, we're something to work around. We're orange cones in the street. Mm, <laughs> no, that's brilliant. No, I've, I, I, Zach, have you ever heard that before? No, that's I just that's had a, great I advice. mean, that's not just with parenting. I just had a huge aha moment. With all relationships. Mm -hmm. Actually, that's a really good point. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. The, Emotional that, 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 bank account. All relationships. You're absolutely right. And when I first came across it, it was actually intended to be about marriage. Mm -hmm. I took it and applied it to the parent-child relationship. So you're right. It applies to every single one of our relationships. And it's it's doing those things with your partner, your your child, whomever that pours into what they want to do. So you are having some equity there to pull yes. from when you need something from them. Yeah. The idea, Huge. Kim, is that we have about five positive interactions to every one negative interaction. Oh my! In other words, you can have knockdown, drag out fights on occasion that never get resolved, but you need a lot of positive stuff happening between you in order for that to balance out. And there comes that intention you were talking about. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. is so deep. <laughs> I'm just sitting here absorbing this right now because I never, I mean, that's logical. It makes sense. It's, it's common sense, but I've never heard it laid out like that, especially in parenting. Have you, Zach? No. Well, let me ask, can I, let me ask a follow-up because yeah. what happens when you start feeling like you're getting into bad routines? Like, right. So mm. 
So I know like with my kids who again are, are much younger, my four year old. Um, and sometimes it's like bedtime starts being harder and harder and harder. And then all of a sudden, like I'm talking to my wife and we're dreading bedtime because it's so tough. And we know that we should be doing better, but we're not exactly how we sure how we can change it up. Right. We're in this bad routine. And how do you deal with that kind of thing? Because I feel like that happens in a lot of contexts. Right. I remember that. Yeah, me too. That's a great question, Zach. Um, so what we tend to do as parents is we judge ourselves, right? I can't get my kid to bed. I'm doing it wrong. And we forget like, oh, I think everybody struggles with this, you know? Um, and if you can remember that, then you give yourself a little grace mm. and you're allowed to not do this perfectly, right? Because nobody ever parents perfectly. No parenting day runs smoothly all the way through. And, um, so if we can keep our cool in moments like what you're talking about, yeah. then we're modeling something for our kids. What we tend to do with our younger kids is when they get heightened, we heighten with them oh. instead mm -hmm. of bringing our calm, cool selves to the moment, right? And if we're, if we're relaxed and we recognize, oh, there's no crisis here. This is just my daughter's having a hard time falling asleep. And I'm just going to be chill and relaxed. And eventually she will meet me where I am. And I'm modeling for her how to be calm. Yeah, I love wow. that. No, and but that, that, but you're talking about something that's going to take discipline and focus from us, too. Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, so yeah. in, in, in there, inevitably, he's saying it's up to us to, to make the changes, right? And yeah, but to your point, Kim. It's not going to happen day one, right? It's okay. not going to be perfect. And, you know, like the, it, it's not like, Zach, you're going to put your daughter to bed tonight. And it's going to be like, wow, <laughs> Duffy was right. This has been perfect. Uh, it's I want my money back. That's not, gonna, if that's not true. I want my money back. No, that's it. <laughs> no, it's tough. It's tough. I, coming out of this time where everybody's like, oh, it's such a blessing to be locked up with kids all through the pandemic. I'm going to have to just call uncle on that and say that is just bull crap. It was not a blessing. It was the hardest thing I've ever done. Yep. I'm not a school teacher. I, I traveled with my job. You know that, Dr. Duffy. I was always oh, yeah. all over the... I missed it. <laughs> I was on yeah. lockdown. What are we going to eat, Mom? Let's do our homework. How do you navigate getting back into the world of normalcy or the new normal? What do you say yeah. to parents during this time? So I've been telling parents that there's an opportunity here um, to create a really new normal, right? So a lot of parents, the biggest thing I hear is what you said a moment ago, Kim, my, my child seems lazy. Lazy. I could never have gotten away with they get away with. Oh, honey. So, yes. <laughs> so if we establish a new normal based on certain expectations, like I, there are non-negotiables. Okay. In this what household. are they? What are they? I'm writing them down people. All right. So you you can vary up your non-negotiables a little bit, but you only get three or four of them. Okay. So, so think about what they okay. are in your home, right? So it might be like no more than two hours in front of a screen a day. It might be that bedroom has to be clean or that kitchen has to be clean, or you've got to treat everybody in this house with respect, or you have to be up by nine. Why only three or four? Because I had a list of them like a mile long when I was coming up. Because then you're fighting every little battle and, and your kid will meet you there. They have more energy than we do. I admit, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But see, I think that's a good point for everybody listening because I think that rules, rules, as parents, you're always thinking, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, Dr. Duffy, look at giving my children responsibility as a positive thing, meaning you get to be a, a contributing member of our family. You get to put the trash out because you're part of this foursome that we are as a family. And so it's hard because, I, but when I do that, when I empower them as opposed to parent them in a way of going, you can't, you can't, you can't, I'm, I do see a little bit of a difference. So that makes sense. Like three and, or four rules is non-negotiable. Right. And, and your language is so important, Kim. Okay. That idea of you get to, I love that, right? I just started that, like, so don't, I'm not trying to brag. I mean, I just started hey, like three days ago. It's still really good stuff <laughs> because you're not saying, 
this is your punishment. This is your duty. This is you're building competence and resilience. And you're saying this is part of how we belong together. This is how we work. Yeah. This is part of the family crest. And because family is so important, you know, yeah. I mean, really family is all you have at the end of the day. You know, I always say your faith and your family, those are the two things that are that foundational thing that that's such a beautiful gift. But I, I, I get so tired of fighting with my family. I mean, I feel like we're in a battle. I feel like I'm in fight club every day. You know, I get up and I'm yeah. like, OK, who am I going to knock out today? And, 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 you know, it doesn't have to be that way, right? Tell it me. does not have okay. to be that way. So what? Uh, what you can do if you feel like you're in fight mode, and a lot of us do, especially after this pandemic, yeah, is to do what I call a hard reset, and that is a family meeting. No, not not a two hour family meeting. None of us are ever going to get that, but a ten minute family meeting. Okay, where we say, "Hey, we're at war. We're fighting too much. We are. This this is not a, the way we want our family to run. So we're going to do it different." And we, mom and dad, we're gonna, we'll set the tone. We will try our best to argue less, but we expect you guys to do your job too. Yeah. So you've got to do what we ask you to do. Don't make us ask three or four times because it's just exhausting for all of us. And say, everything that's happened in the past, we'll forgive. Hard reset starting right now today. Kids actually like this. I've done this in my sessions in the next room over here a hundred times. It works well virtually every time. So there is no finish. You can always reset. You can always reset. Okay, always. everybody, you got to listen to this. So three or four non-negotiables. Don't make a list of rules people can't keep. This is what I've heard today. Um, the whole emotional bank, <laughs> brilliant. I'm going to start that immediately. And then, you know, the reset. Yeah. Yeah. That's brilliant. Okay, you can so hold on to those three things. You've got to, you, you have to come back, but I, because there's just, you were such a wealth of knowledge. I can't even take just the three nuggets I learned today and start putting them into place. Okay, every guest that comes on, we do this whole rapid fire question, and I know you'll be brilliant at this. Um, so I'm going to just ask you questions, Dr. Duffy. I just want you to say the first thing that comes to your mind, okay? Right on. What is your favorite TV show? Uh, Breaking Bad. Dude. Okay. So this is the this is the clinical psychologist side I want to have on for the next time, Zach. That is oh, you know what? My dad and my sister both love that show. I've never seen it. Is it really that good? From a psychological point of view, it's amazing. The oh. the metamorphosis of these characters is unbelievable. Can you relate to them? In a weird way, yes. That's what you my know, mom uh, that's what my dad they're, said. They're cartoons of what I think we all struggle with every day. I think we're all afraid our lives are going to break bad day after day after day. Uh, well, speak for yourself. Mine's breaking bad right now. Wait, wait how would you diagnose uh, Walter White? Ooh. Uh, a budding narcissist. <laughs> and underneath narcissism, Zach, is this deep insecurity. And Ooh. you can see where Walter ha- creates this kind of persona that seems really, really potent and powerful and yet underneath it all his biggest fear is he's powerless okay okay i have to ask one little sidebar question are are because you know i heard a very dear friend of mine said that we are on the cusp of just an epidemic when it comes to narcissism do you agree Mm. with that actually do Mm. yeah and and narcissism is based on the self-loathing actually there's no self-esteem tied to narcissism there's an epidemic I'm sorry, I, I said we're doing the rapid fire, but we're not. I'm taking a sidecar here. So let me ask you something about this self-loathing, slow self-esteem, because I do believe I, I've never heard young people think about self-esteem at a younger age than I have now. Because, you know, I work with young people, too. Yep. Why do you think that is, and how can we build self-esteem in each other and ourselves? Here's, here's why it is. Because our littles, as young as seven or eight or nine years old, Mm. have access in the palm of their hand to everything in the universe. And we didn't have that, right? Including what self-worth is derivative of Mm. and what a body is supposed to look like, right? Um, All of this stuff. And, um, And so the way to build it back up is to let them know that they are powerful in other ways. Mm. Right. And so talk about what it is that they're amazing at. 
and and let them know that there are some things they need to work on as well. Oh, I do. I think I think you're right about narcissism. Oh, good, yeah. good. Okay, so now I'm gonna have to watch Breaking Bad. Okay, what is the most sarcastic thing a teenager has ever said to you? Uh, you have no idea what you're doing, and you're just here for a paycheck. Oh, that seems to be the go-to. That seems to be, I can see that. And what, what, you could say, yeah, you're wrong about number one and number two. Oh my gosh. Did you just want to get up and pop him in the face or what? A little bit. Uh, and, and, and a little bit, I was like, wow, mad respect. I would never have had the guts to say that to an adult when I was your age. <laughs> so, hey, you got to get, listen, there's some power there somewhere, right? Right. I love it. Right. Exactly. If someone feels like they need help with their kids, what is the first step they can take? So the easiest first step is to talk to your child because mm -hmm. kids now understand that it's okay to seek help. So they might just tell you, yeah, I wouldn't mind talking to the social worker at school or to a psychologist or a therapist. The next step would be to talk to their counselor at school mm -hmm. and at, get a little feedback about how they're doing. You know, and, well, then, and bullying and then you is so crazy. Yeah, bullying and even even parents bully today. I mean, it's really yeah. to a point where I guess there's just more access, right, Doctor Duffy, for people to be able to bully. Oh, and, and, so many different ways, yeah. right? Incognito ways. I can do it on Snapchat. Just, I can yeah. do it on Instagram. I can do it anywhere. Well, yeah. we were taught going up. My dad used to say to me, "If somebody bullies you or whatever, you better you better punch back and punch back harder, and they'll leave you alone." Is that the advice of today, or is it a little bit different? It doesn't really work that well today mm -hmm. because it, then it becomes a volley back and forth, especially right. if it's happening online. Because there's no so ownership. There's no accountability. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So you almost need some kind of adult intervention or a high road response. Ooh, do tell. What do you mean by high road response? <laughs> so, as opposed to like digging back at them, you know, um, I worked with a girl recently who body was being picked on online. And what she said was, wow, I'm sorry. You are in such pain that you have to say that to me. Yeah. And that's let powerful. It really powerful. And, and how can you come back from that? No win there. That, the win is for the girl who was sitting in my room. Oh, I love <laughs> it. That's why you go to Dr. Duffy. Yeah. I think that's, I think that's, um, that's a good, everybody that's dealing with bullies out there. That's a good word. Okay. Um, what do you personally do to stay positive and attentive to your family? It, it actually isn't that hard. Uh, I, I'm lucky enough where I work with a lot of families and I find a lot of hope in the young people I work with. Mm. They're really like hopeful and upbeat and kind, despite the fact that they can be such a pain. Yeah. <laughs> They're right. actually remarkable human beings. Oh. So I find hope in that, that I bring to my own family life. Oh. Dr. Duffy, I love you so much. You always have such the, you, you're very, you're a clinical psychologist, so you're clearly a smarty, but you have that common sense approach to me that makes you refreshing. Really? Well, I insist now on coming back on this show frequently because it's <laughs> okay. very good for we my narcissistic We need a lot of help. And the next one we're going to talk, we're breaking down Breaking Bad. <laughs> It's our next episode, because I agree with you. Narcissism is on the rise, but it let's is. let's analyze that together, because I like that. All right, come back, Doctor Duffy. We love you. And let you me got a deal. Uh, how can you? How can people get a hold of you if they're looking for some help, some books, anything? Yeah, any anything you want to know about me, you'll find on my website, drjohnduffy.com. I love it. All right, come back and see us. Thank you, Doctor. Thanks Duffy. so much, guys. Podcast, podcast, pop. Yeah, Zach. He was dead on. Dr. Duffy, you know, you can just tell he has been working with young people and parents for a long time. This was my biggest takeaway is when he talked about having, you know, really picking your battles, having like four or five non-negotiables. Yes. That is something I'm going to implement really. I'm going to talk to Travis about it and we're going to be conscious about implementing that because I think he's dead on with that because they're these kids are so inundated with everything that they listen to nothing. So just being able to, to, to take those bite-sized, like four or five non-negotiables, that was brilliant. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I think that is We need to have him back. I really need to think about that. Yeah, we'll have, let's have him back. Let's definitely okay. have him back. Or just, you know, we'll tell him. How about this, Kim? We tell him that we have another taping for the podcast, and we just like chat with him for like a couple we hours. We just lay on the couch and yeah, let him do it. we just lay on the couch. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. What's next, Kim? So remember I said I'm going to give you a hint about something that I'm really, really passionate about? Yes. So I'm going to give you some tips about dehydration and give you a big hint on how to fix it. Ooh, okay. Skip the meal prep this summer with Factors Ready to Eat Meals and enjoy all these warmer and sunnier days, y'all. Head on over to factormeals.com slash Kim50 and use code Kim50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off of your next month while the subscription is active. I love my Factor Meals and I've started hiding them from my family because they love the weekly menu of 35 options and the more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, even snacks and beverages. I'm telling you, they've got everything to help you feel good about what you're eating all day long. Y'all, they're delicious. They're high quality, chef prepared, absolutely never frozen. And they're on the table in less than two minutes. Factor meals eliminate all the hassle of prepping, cooking, or cleaning up. Y'all, I don't have time for all of that. All you do is simply heat it up and savor the good stuff. Head on over to factormeals.com slash Kim50 and use code Kim50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off of your next month. That's code Kim50 at factormeals.com slash Kim50 to get 50% off your first box plus an extra 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hopefully you won't have to hide your factor meals like I do because they're that good. Maybe you will. Are you overworked, underpaid, exhausted, but love your kids so much and want to be the best mama for them? How about the best version of you? You deserve that. I'm Gianna Demedio-Simon. And I'm Casey McDonald-Hosmer, and we are moms who absolutely love our new roles in life. But man, were we not prepared for some of the fine print in the job description. We want a connection with our children and our partner that doesn't come at the cost of the relationships with our own selves. We're helping you mother up every Monday on your favorite podcast player. Also, check us out on YouTube, youtube.com slash at motheruppod. Kim. 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 Gravel. Okay, Zach, I'm, I'm back in my game. My game is back on. What do you mean? Yeah, I know. I was going to say, I was wanting you to say, what game are you talking about? <laughs> so the you game you're setting of, me up. Oh, wait, hold on. I have to set you up. Hey, uh, set me Kim, up. Kim, is there a game that you have uh, on? Okay, that was not I, a good setup. Let bad. me just That take was it. really bad. You, you take follow, it. I'll lead. So, okay. no, my game, I'm back. I'm back, baby. Kim's back, baby. This is why I'm back. The kids are at school. Thank you, God. <laughs> I'm free at last. The kids are back at school. That's amazing. So um, mom has some time to herself. So, you know, I've been really, really just trying to get back into my exercise and get focused on me again, self-care, hashtag self-care. And, um, and you're noticed, looking great, by the way, Kim. You know what? I, you are. You're, you're going to win no brownie points <laughs> with me today. Okay, just because I got my brown and I did like comb my hair, it doesn't mean it's great. But it's better. And I'll tell you because I have more time. That's great. I have more time for myself. So um, I was talking to my Travis, you know, my husband, who's the cheapest man in the free world. And he said to me, he said, um, Kim, I think, I think you need to drink a little bit more water. And I said, why? Because, of course, you know, he's drinking more water and thinks all of a sudden he is the dehydration king of America. And so he sent is, me. Is his skin little, radiant? Like, how is, how's he feeling? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I'm not as gushy when he touches me. I don't know. So, you know, I said, okay, maybe, I'm you know, he said, Kim, I've been dehydrated. I'm thirsty all the time. I'm peeing less. I'm going to all this thing. So I said, okay, let me Google and see if I'm dehydrated. And of course, I call my mother, who is Dr. Joe, who knows nothing about nothing except to just tell you what she Googles. So, you, so wait. wait, so you call, let me just, I just want to understand. Stop. I don't understand for a second. You don't Google it. You call your mother and she Googles you, it. You don't call your mother? I call my mother, but not for medical advice. You don't ever call, come on, Zach, you don't ever call your mother and go, oh my gosh, I've got, you, you don't do that? Yeah, she'll just try to like pop my pimples or something. She's just. Oh my God. <laughs> Mama pimple popper. Popper. My new show is Mama pimple popper. Anyway, so no, I do. I call my mom about everything. Like I'm like, mom, I've got this bad headache. She's like, honey, take you two Alveol, three Alka-Seltzers and a shot of whiskey and it'll all go away. You know what I mean? Like she has these home remedies. Your mom doesn't have these home remedies. Like I remember when we were, <laughs> true story. I don't know why I'm getting off on this tangent. 
when we were younger. Please do not call defects on my mother. I am 50, so this is long gone, okay? Uh But when I was little and had a bad cold, she would put some Jack Daniels and boil it really hot on the stuff. She would boil it. And she'd boil the alcohol out. Shut your mouth. You've got your mouth open. I've got my mouth open. I'm gaping. Uh huh. So um, she would boil it and then put some lemon and honey in it and make me take a shot of it. Is that oversharing? That's a true story. I, would you take a full she shot? She would burn the alcohol off of it, though. I wouldn't be high as a kite at five, okay? What, would it work? Yeah. Honey, that'll knock your fever down. Listen, but I don't suggest doing that, everybody. I'm just saying, this is my mother's home remedy and my grandmother's home remedy. So your mom didn't have any of that. So this is, this is the not Kim's tip segment. <laughs> this, is the, <laughs> this is tipless. This is tipless. Yeah. <laughs> no. So anyway, back to the water. So I said, I'm going to Google it and see if I am dehydrated. Now, okay. I'm going to ask you, Zach, to see if you're dehydrated. Okay. Okay. Ask me. I actually drink a lot of water because we can get into that. Okay. Don't brag. Okay. Right. We not, this is not the bragging buzz. I'm better than you dehydration <laughs> story. Okay. So do, you might be dehydrated if you're feeling thirsty. Do you feel thirsty a lot? Dry mouth, like. Uh, I, I don't. I feel good. I don't feel thirsty. I don't. Okay, you don't feel, okay, here's nope, one. No. Nope. Do you ever feel dizzy or lightheaded? Uh, sometimes. That does happen, yeah. I'm going to ask you this one. This is really not a fair question. Uh-huh. Not for you in I this season of your I life. I can't, uh-huh. Are you feeling tired? <laughs> tired. I guess I must be really dehydrated, Kim. You are so I'm dehydrated. Very you need, tired. You need an IV. Uh-huh. Dry mouth, lips, or eyes. I never heard the eye thing. Oh. I always had lips or mouth, but I've never heard if your eyes are dry, you could be dehydrated. Okay. If you have dark, yellow, and strong-smelling pee. That oh, has yeah. nothing to do with asparagus. No, my, no, my pee is clear. What color is it? Just, what color is your pee? beautiful, clear. Is it clear? That could be a problem of something else. That could be a kidney <laughs> issue. Okay, so it can't be too clear. <laughs> is it a light sunset yellow? Yeah. Exactly. Okay. There you go. You need, we need do like you, swatches. Do you pee? swatches. Pee we swatches. should sell those. That'd be great. That's a QVC thing right there. Pee swatches. That's right. Don't listen. You know, I'm always looking. Pee, peeing little or fewer than four times a day. Oh, no. I pee like 112 times a day. I do too. Because you know, I have bladder issues. I had two children. Mm-hmm. I need a bladder tack. I have two children too. So I don't too, know if that's a but... good sign. So anyway, I was like, oh my gosh, am I dehydrated? But I, like, do you drink water? How much do you drink? I know this is ever like, really, Kim? You're talking about dehydration and water? But how much water do you drink a day? Do you think? I think I, I, I honestly, I drink like, I drink like six or seven, like big glasses of water. And part of it is because I will say this. I had kidney stones when I was in college and I was just like, I never want to do that again. That is torture. I had three kidney stones. Why? Is it running your family? It's just a dehydration thing. That's what they say. So it's just like. Were you drinking, you know what it was? Alcoholic beverages? I mean. In college? No, I yeah. would never have done anything like that. I don't know what you're don't talking know. about, Kim. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know, so you're drinking that instead of water. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Well, I, it was all, it's a nighttime thing. I think um, I wasn't drinking water at night, so I'd get dehydrated wow. overnight. That was the thought. Yeah, so I drink every time I, like, wake up for any reason at night, which is a lot these days because I have young kids, I drink water. Well, I like water, and I, we've had our water jug conversations about how my kids take my water jugs. Mm-hmm. You know, we've yeah, had that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I keep these big, I, got, I get them at the $5 tree, and y'all, if you can ever get, these are the most amazing water jugs of your life. They're a built-in straw, so there's no straw that comes out and, you know, all that. It's just this little flip cap, and you, they're $5 at the five, drop, uh, five and below. Um, and you just fill it up and it's like 68 ounces. And I try to drink two of those or one and a half of those every single day if I can find my water jug. But I'm bored, right? So I'm bored. So I go to Target and I buy this thing called, I'm telling you, this will change your life. Listen to me really carefully. Here's okay. my tip. Okay. I, I bought just on a fluke, on a whim, this water called Hint. H-I-N-T. Hint. Okay. Okay. And I love pineapple in it. So I look on the back. There's no calories. There's no nothing. There's no sweeteners. It's just water infused with this little bit of flavor. Obsessed. So this is like Kim's hint. This isn't even a tip. This, this is, is my a hint. hint. Tip. This is your hint. Tip, you have hint. To, I think you have to like whisper it like it's, it's a hint. Dude, when I tell you. I've never tried it. It's good. I'm sending you a case. What's your favorite? I mean, they've got cherry. They've got grape. They've got lemon. They've got every peach. 
Send it to me. The pineapple is off the chain, but this is how good they are. You know, you can do the mom test to know how something is good. So I buy a case of them. Now, look, they're not like, they're about, they're not as cheap as bottled water, but you know, they're not, you know, $2 a pop. So, I mean, they're, they're priced consciously, you know what I'm saying? But it's, if you're needing something like if you're craving a soda or sweet tea or any kind of other beverage and you just need a little kick to something, because I'm not going to try to cut up no lemon and infuse it in strawberry juice. And I, I can't do all that. I don't have time for all that. So I, I just grab it and it gives me like this little zing. So it's called Hint. H-I-N-T. I know it's good because I bought like, like a six pack or a 12 pack. I can't remember. And I come down one day because I hide them. You know, you have to hide everything with kids. No, you got to hide it from your kids. Yeah. And anyway, it looks really healthy too. The packaging looks healthy. So I'm thinking they're not gonna they're not gonna drink it. So I just put it in my look at gone. I went to go get one the other day. Gone. Nope. That's why you can't have nice things. That's it. Can I kick them out? Boarding school. You know what? So I'm gonna get like a little hint and a little like peanut butter cracker. I'm good. It's the little things, people. You know, then your mom will put like a shot in it and you're good to go. <laughs> Shut it down. Shut it Shut down. Shut it down. Shut it. It down. Hint. Don't y'all check it out. I'm telling you, that's my tip for the day. One of my most favorite things. And just to be clear, Hint has not paid us for this. We, they are no. not an advertiser. There. This is just. This is your real, real deal. This is my real deal, Holyfield tip. I mean, I I love to share things. Like I always, if I find something I love, Zach, I always buy like the people I love some too. So like I I bought yep. my sister some. I bought Allison some. I mean, that is my sister. I bought Allison some. Amy some. And this is my mom. I ain't paying for water. You understand? I can get out of the tap and throw some peaches in there, okay? I get it. Yeah. I totally, that's old school. Yeah. That's old school. I don't She'll just pay for whiskey. She won't pay for water. <laughs> and there, and hey, we'll be right back. Kim Gravel. If you love the podcast, share it with a friend and make sure to leave us a great review. LOL with Kim Gravel is produced and edited by Zach Miller at Uncommon Audio. Theme music by Taco Pella. Guest booking by Susie Munson. Production help from Patrick Maciel. To find out more about the podcast, head on over to lolkim.com and sign up for our mailing list. Thanks for listening.